Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Celeste, aka Sea Witch. I'm your other host, DM Neil, aka Jote Moniac. Celeste, it is fantastic to have you back in the gym. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Things have been so heckin' busy uh, in yeah. in in my gym, my personal home gym. So I really appreciate everyone having all these fantastic guests, and you know, we are making time so I can take care of business. Uh, and business is being taken care of, but we have more business to take care of. I don't know what I named this. The Waking Dead. That's what it was. Uh. So, it's, so it's, it's like zombies. Yes. But, then I, but they're, they're all, yeah, okay. walking. They're, wa- they're waking, waking up. up. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Excellent. Uh, great. Uh, on that note. So basically, this, was, this one was inspired by having a longtime guest. I don't know if he has a golden jacket from us yet, but I think he's close. Lou Anders, who writes the Thrones and Bones series. So it's set, it's set basically in the frozen north and it follows some giants. And one of the very first interactions is with a Draugr, which is it's in D&D, but it's also been in mythology for a really long time. Yeah. And if you are familiar with the Skyrim game series, you've seen a glimpse of that kind of mythology brought into modern pop culture, too. So one of the things that we set out is with the exercise, because I think... One of the key differences with the Draugr is it's that the reluctant stay of the undead while maintaining some intelligence. I guess it's a lich without magic. I don't. It's just that's it. It's kind of like I think revenants are probably like the closest thing I would say. So people bound, you know, into this kind of extra strong undeath for whatever reason to get vengeance or because of a lingering curse or magic. I think they're probably the, the what I think of most when I think of Draugr. And I think of like going into the burial mound, having them show up and saying, hey, look, we got to fight. That's just how this works. Mm-hmm. And then if you can defeat me, great on you. You can have whatever's here. And thank- thankfully, you've helped my soul pass on, go to rest, wherever it may be in your particular world. So the questions were basically enter the Draugr, encounter the Draugr, and earnings of the Draugr. So basically, how does it show up? What do you do and what do you get? Cool. Um, yeah. So we have a uh, a post here from our fantastic friend of the show, Letter Lost. Uh, great to see you moved over to the Discord too, buddy. So long ago in Frost Timber, a chief was poisoned at a feast. Uh, and basically uh, sh- uh, the shaman of this tribe was uh, super angry about it. And oh my God, surrounded like the whole place with thorns. It like this, the setting, it became thorn hollow. And so this feast turned into this absolute like nightmare as soon as the chief was dead. Uh, and this whole feast hall became this like horrible place, trapping all the souls of everybody who were there. Uh, so now they're all Draugr, um, and then just basically trying to suck the life out of anything alive, you know, their feast and death. So uh, also, ooh, some flavor on here too. Whenever these Draugr are slain, they reform after a day. So to free them, uh, you have to recover this special, like, cup of Exania Kool-Aid. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, and then, of course, you have to defeat the Draugr Shaman, who was the one who, like, originally, you know, cast this this spell, this curse upon this place. Cool. I think this, is, like, hits on kind of the, the ideas behind 
the Draugr in that it's not just a horde of undead, which right. is always fun. Um, definitely. If you have a cleric, throw one out there at one oh, yeah. point. No rhyme, no reason. It, at one point, let that poor cleric turn something. Let them turn. <laughs> let them yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I always feel bad because I always play clerics. So I never bother. It doesn't bother me because I'm just like, I'll move around. That's it. why I like Tail, Tales the Valiant, we changed it to be turn the profane. So at least they can get fiends too. So they have undead and fiends. Go. Doubling yeah. those chances, baby. <laughs> one day you'll get to use that. <laughs> There's just demons. And you medicine. know. <laughs> but, but yeah, the idea of like also having it be a little bit of a puzzle, I think, is yeah. also because if you wanted to throw out like the Draugr that sits up and has a riddle or yeah. the Draugr that that even just more mundane things of like, OK, you didn't take that specific right. item because was it the, this this cup or, you know, I feel like calling it a chalice makes it even better. But yes. like, was it that the shaman imbued that chalice with yeah. this and then they all drank from it because it's part of their, you know, their ritual of their feast? Or maybe that was the chalice that had the poison drink that killed the chief in the first place. Right. So yeah. that's kind of the central piece of this spell, you know. Yeah. And then having it, you go, you defeat them. And you, I mean, I don't know. Every group's not going to like this idea, but the idea of like, you go, you defeat them, you did it, you go back, you're triumphant, you're in town, you take a rest because of course you do. It's between, oh, cool. They're back. Oh, they're back. Wait, what? Right. And then that moment of, oh God, just killing them isn't the answer. I mean, I think, yeah, depending on your party, that can either be frustrating or very cool. So I think if you, if you really set it up right, I think it's a, it's a cool moment you know, it's it's sort of like with cryptid hunts or like Monster of the Week style stuff. Like mm-hmm. you always encounter the monster, right? And get your butt kicked by it. And then you figure out how you can actually defeat it. And the next confrontation, it goes much better. I think also like using the word cryptid, I think helps this as well in the sense that Thorn Hollow is going to be a place that's known by everyone. Oh yeah, it's haunted for sure. Yeah, Yeah, and it could be that for a very long period of time, it's just Thorn Hollow. Just don't go over there. Yeah. But whatever, something has changed. They're starting to, you know, attack livestock. Yeah, or people disappear. Somebody, uh, another band of adventurers tried to go in there and they've never come back and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or the town wants to like move out that direction, yeah. but they can't with Thorn Hollow there. But basically having a story to pass behind it, I think is really important for like selling that feel of the Drowler. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I think we've I think we've done it. So that means you and I get to lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. So the question is, how would you introduce a Draugr? Yeah, there's a lot of different things you can do with them, right? Like with this concept. Uh, So so there's a lot going on here, but I think, you know, you were mentioning before, like making sure there is a real like story element that like draws in the players. So I almost feel like you have to start with the Draugr affecting some neutral party, right? And then that's how the PCs themselves figure out what's going on here. Uh, so maybe there's something like this Draugr has this really important artifact that is necessary to help someone else or whatever. And like this Draugr, if they've just been like accumulating these treasures from the surrounding area, uh-oh, like the PCs are like, okay, cool, we gotta go get the thing. Oh, wait, who has it? You know, that kind of 
business or or if some like NPC has a loved one who gets turned into a drogger, I feel like is also a really compelling thing. And that NPC is like, ah, I could please help the soul of my loved one, you know, be at rest. I think you, also if you take the N off, you could just have it be a PC that also like that could be their it, true. background yeah. or their quest is this item that that I need. They may not even know where it is and then come to find that that item is being protected by a dragger. On the opposite side, they may absolutely know that that's where it is. Yeah. And they're eventually trying to convince the party, oh, hey, we should go check this out. There's a terrible undead. Yeah. And we need to stop it. Uh, I have no ulterior motives whatsoever. Ah. Ooh, you know, it'd be fun if you had a PC who died in the group uh, that became a dragger and then all the stuff they're holding for the party. <laughs> Like your bag of holding <laughs> with all the party's goods were like on their person. That would be so cruel and hard to set up, but extremely fun. I mean, I think of like if you had like a noble background or something like that, where they basically they have an item or are imbued with magic in one way or another that when they pass, their body goes to a certain resting place. Oh, you know, I just had an idea for for one we could make. We could make like. What if there was a king or a lord or a queen or something who was like super greedy and whatever in life? And then they actually, they do die and they become a dragger, but they're still in their like castle with all of their riches and wealth and they continue to rule forever. And this is like some kind of either intentional or like worked out weirdly in their favor sort of situation. So they actually have living people who are still there. They can't leave their castle, probably, but they're there with all their treasures and have this, like, country or area just in this eternal nightmare uh, of their grip. You could even, yeah, they're, they are, like, the true figurehead behind the behind the throne. Yeah. And then you have either, you know, st- I think of Gondor, where you have the steward, yeah. or even you just have a false, you know, a false face of a king. The king is like always masked, right? And stops public appearances or whatever. And oh, I was totally just going to have a total fake and then you just keep replacing it because it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, like, oh, what have you had like a, a line of people where they are basically destined to be the false king? Yep. And so then like, you know, father, son, daughter. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And like down in the vaults, you have this, yeah. you know, the dragger who's really in power. I would even have them not there. I would literally have like a throne throne room behind the throne room yeah. where they're just seated there. And then it's like, what do you so you mean I've been in this chamber and there's been a huge, terrifying undead right behind every time I've been in here? Yep. That's that's what's been happening. Yep. And that's even fun too, because if they're hidden, then if you have like paladins and stuff with that detect feature, right? Like Oh my god, I don't see any undead, but like there is some evil vibes coming off of this castle and nobody knows who they are, what what's really going on. I mean, in in the same token, as as campaign as we just made that, you could easily just have them stumble into a mound. Yeah. And it be a bar- you know, like a barrow that they have uh, and there's a dragger and they fight it and they take the stuff and like all of those options. And and you could have that lower level encounter but still have it be a little bit more interesting. Because this character, this you know, this character that's going to fight them is going to run their mouth the entire time. Oh yeah, talk trash, talk trash on them. Because part of it is like, I just want to die. Like, yeah. I want to die, die. And yeah. you can help facilitate that. So anything I can do to instigate that process, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to attack you. 
I'm going to say mean things about you and your and the rest of your party. Oh, man. If we embrace that angle, too, for our same uh, Draugr idea, like what if the family keeps this Draugr here against their will, like locked in the vaults, like down below the Draugr wants to die, is like out of here. But the but the family is like, no, no, we won't let you die. You're going to live forever or whatever. And they're they're trapped down there. Yeah, you're leveraging the power of that with to that, like basically tying that family line to yeah. this Draugr to maintain the throne and the power. Ooh, <gasps> woof. That's like a, however uh, gothic horror you want to go. There are definitely some degrees, you know, there to play with. Yeah, and, and the other thing I think about it a lot with this one is like the thematic nature that you can choose, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously... In my in my head and in, in my ever ever graying beard um, <laughs> that is covered, in, you know, in, in a lot of dwarven or Nordic runes or something like that. Like that's just where my head goes. I mean, and that's kind of the the basic inspiration, like you were saying, with like the the Oblivion and uh, you know Thrones and Bones and things like that. But there's nothing to say that you can't adapt that more to the setting or environment. Oh, for you sure. Found yourself in. I mean, obviously. Uh, um, a careful hand yeah. <laughs> when doing when doing these sorts of things, but like, why not adapt it to like a more modern setting? There's mm-hmm. nothing stopping you from it being on a pirate ship. Yeah, or if you want to go really modern, like in a mausoleum in a cemetery in the middle of a city, like you know, there's there's lots of different possibilities yeah. here. And I mean, what's nice about undead? What's nice about undead is, I mean, everybody dies in every culture, and they all have different, you know, burial rites and rituals and. Uh, lots of ways to play with those stories and those beliefs and really, you know, turn things on their head. Yeah, I think about like the Paris catacombs. Right, yeah, yeah, you know, the jeweled skeletons and like the French catacombs, right? And all yeah. this, all this, you know, the, those saints like casks that they found, you know, down below, like the streets of these European cities and all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and what's nice about Draugr, too, is it kind of gives you that same satisfaction of, like, stories you could tell with, like, a vampire, a lich, or a mummy. Mm-hmm. But Draugr can be lower CR, so you can, you know, tell these stories earlier in a campaign without having to wait for these higher levels. Okay. This is now my favorite version of a Draugr. Viking funeral. Yeah. They don't die. They don't die. They, they stay they on the boat. Draugr. A burning ship. Ooh, a burning ship full of treasure forever. I love that. Then you get some cool ghost ship nonsense. Well, yeah. So then you're just you're just kind of sailing along, and you have you know either the PC or NPC that's in the Pronus. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, what's that? And a a small flaming ship is headed straight towards you. Whoa. Yeah, that's freaky. That'd be fun. Oh, that'd be. And then like the people who ship them out like didn't know right they might not even know that what they did that they, no, they gave them a thing. proper a proper viking burial yeah. at sea and they're good and yeah we're not worrying about it it's off to the sea and then I all of a sudden it's it like since we shot that? it with an arrow yeah what are, what what are you talking about oh, we know they, we burned it he's <laughs> dragging it back and they're like is this yours yeah, but what we didn't know was that he was wearing this cursed you know amulet yeah. when he died or whatever or like some you know jerk in the tribe was like i hate this dude and like snuck a little cursed yeah thing on there that kept him undead forever yeah which is also the other thing of figuring out the the undo because it may not be it may not be 
And in a lot of ways, I don't think it should be as simple as I've Killed defeated it. it. Yeah. It's I've defeated it and. Yeah, I've righted some kind of wrong. So again, like thinking of them like revenants is is really useful because revenants usually come back or like ghosts, right? Like you have what is the thing that lays them to rest? Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it finding their true killer? Is it, you know, destroying that chalice we talked about in the beginning? Is it carrying their sword out of the burial mound? Is it. Getting a confession or that, yeah. Yeah, there's so many different ways to do that. And and the other fun thing I think is also does undoing it do it to someone else? Yeah. So like, you know, you've undone it for this this Draugr, but is it the PC that's carrying that sword? Are they now destined? Are those family members who trapped that family member who became a Draugr now going to be Draugr because because of what they did, (laughs) you know? Uh, it makes me think of it makes me think of there's an, an episode of Rick and Morty where Morty is going back to all the planets they've been at oh, and like God. seeing the consequences. Re- <laughs> yeah, and like rewriting yeah. the rights, like the rights, um, where it's like there's this giant hole. <laughs> Basically, like, there's a giant a whole spaceship hole, and it's like leaking all this water. But the idea that like you remove the one Draugr only to find out like down the line in the campaign that all that did was turn all of those family members (laughs) into Draugr at the same time. So now instead of one, they ended up with, let's say, a half dozen. And then, yeah, like going and, you know, rewriting that wrong kind of. But if you like this and you wanted to tell us about how you've added Draugr to your campaigns, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com or head over to Twitter, the, or X, the, uh, social media platform formerly known as Twitter, but if you type in X, it actually just does a redirect. And I, we're at DMS underscore block. I am at Jote Maniac, and Celeste is at C. Connorwich. And for everything else on the network, blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. A huge thank you to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. You can find out more about Bombarded at bombardedcast.com. Well, with that, let's head to the post-workout cooldown and stretch with the light bulb. Light ball. What you got, Neil? So, a friend of mine gave me this, and I thought it would be perfect. Okay. So today, we have what is known as the Spell Codex. And it comes to us from Dragon Shield. So they do a lot of the, like, holders for certain things. Oh, cool. So, it is a... you know, has that feel of a leather-bound tone um, with some nice... Oh, it's so pretty. Iconography on it. So, Celeste, ooh... Ooh, nice a little magnet holder yeah it's, it's purple and gold and shiny so what this is is this is going to going to take your spell cards that you've gotten previously and be a portfolio binder to hold the cards oh so it's like your spell book mm-hmm. so then you would actually be able you know divide them up by level um go through oh is this, can I write on this? Oh, and then it has like a spell. It actually has a spell tracker with a marker. Oh, the other nice okay. thing about that is once you put the spells in there, yeah. you could like write on them or yeah. mark and then erase that after the Nice, fact. so you so can like cross out the ones that you've cast. and yeah. yeah. And then, okay, this is the most random. This is the most random thing. I had not opened this yet, um, but I had it and I was ready. Um, basically, it has a Dragon Shield mini adventure on the inside. Oh. And so it has the essence of Purpura, the large legendary arcane dragon. Yeah, so it just has like a dragon encounter. Nice. 
with like a super cool dragon image cool. on it. Yeah, like just so, a card insert thing. Yeah, literally, I was like, wait, what is this? And it's just a card insert. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to you want to fight a dragon with the old spells? <laughs> cool. Yeah, so it's like super straightforward. It looks like it would take the standard, most standard cards. Like my mind is just seeing Pokemon because that's all I put in card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, all the Wizards of the Coast spell cards, you know, Coal Press spell cards. Everybody, everybody has spell cards. You know, uh, Hip Boy Press has their own too. So that's really cool. I like that it's it's like a classy, nice feeling. So when you pull it out, you it can is, sort yeah. of like role play a little bit. Like this is my spell book, right? Instead of you know, a lot of those are pretty basic looking. So that really yeah. feels nice. Yeah. So it has basically eight cards per sheet and quite a few quite a few sheets and what i do like with this one is that they're both internal side loading this is going to get way too much into Ooh. cards but basically instead of top loading right because when you top load a lot of things it can, can fall out get into the cards and they can fall out really yeah. easily if you hold it upside down but these are all side loaded um so basically you have a lot less chance of things falling, falling out oh that's nice yeah, side loading is 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 rad. I've started doing yeah. that with my true dungeon tokens into nice. coin slots, and it's it's the way to go. That's nice. Oh, and it will it will hold up to one hundred and sixty spell cards. God, all right, wizards, get ready, collect all those yeah, scrolls. <laughs> so, what's your goal in this campaign? I'm filling I'm out this filling thing. this up. <laughs> yeah, so you want to be successful? I don't know. I'll feel yeah, the GM looks in terror, out. like okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, there we go. And the best thing about it is I know exactly who can have that uh, because my son plays a dwarf wizard. <gasps> oh, so. perfect. Yeah, for the wizard in your life, everybody. <laughs> He's His hands are smaller. So, like, that's the other thing. Yeah. I think my thing is as much as I love spell cards, I feel like this is way better because yeah. I just always, I always feel like I'm taking so much time. Right. So much effort to, like, cycle through the spell cards and then get there and then i never find the right one and inevitably it's in alphabetical order so like i don't know right. why you know but i'm struggling it's like the pressure of the turn of like no no no, uh, I, have no I know i know i have my magic missile spell card somewhere how does it work Blah, and know. this you could literally just set it up by spell yeah. alphabetical order be super and good. you can look at multiple at once so if you want to look at all your first level spells on one sheet that's really nice yeah so this so yeah we'll have a link to link in the show notes uh, again it's the spell codex from dragon shield awesome but with that, we'll turn off the lights and head out of the gym. Before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, and anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to Dungeon Masters Block. Nope. Yep. Head over to DungeonMastersBlock.FreeForums.net and try some DM So your players don't ask, do you even live?